Welcome to Feminist Wednesday. Welcome to Word Wednesday. We've got two of my favorite wordy women in the studio today. Uh, and we want you to get some theater in your life. Good Grief opens tomorrow at Free Street Theater. It's a warm and loving and unflinching reflection of author and actresses Melissa Dupre's life on the road with her single mother who struggles with bipolar disorder. We want to talk about the show, we want to talk about the experience, and we want to talk about Free Street with Melissa Dupre and with the executive director of Free Street Theater, Newly Carla. Minted. Yes, I know. Hello. Yay. Congratulations. Hello, Thank you. Welcome Man's to Vocalo. Welcome back to Vocalo. Thank you. Uh, before we get into the show itself, the newly minted executive director of Free Street Theater, Carla Rivera, tell us about Free Street Theater for folks who may not be uh, initiated with the work that y'all do. Oh, goodness. So uh, Free Street Theater, we are now in our currently in our 51st season. And Congratulations. We have uh, been working fervently to remove the economic barriers that um, a lot of our folks face in our communities um, to experiencing theater. And that's not just from an audience perspective, but also from uh, an artist perspective. Mm -hmm. And so um, from going out in the parks and doing direct engagement to how we actually construct and build and devise our shows. So um, it is a holistic process. It is an inclusive process. And I am so excited to be part of this team on the administrative side. I've also been an artist with um, and collaborator with Free Street for the last seven years. And I will say I'm a direct recipient of that holistic and inclusive approach. Um, Goya Paz, who we all know and love, the artistic director, welcomed me in seven years ago when we were when she first became artistic director. And, you know, when we were just talking about what is it that Free Street how can we build on the legacy that was already created 50 years ago? And so I've been really um, fortunate to take part in both sides of the work. And um, I'm really excited to see what we do in season 51. Let me tell you, when she, when Carla said that she threw her name in the hat mm -hmm. for the executive director position, because we had, mm -hmm. Carolyn O'Boyle has mm -hmm. stepped down from the executive director, and I filled in as a general manager because <laughs> I'm not easy material, but I could <laughs> produce, and I could, I could make things happen. So I was like the director of making things happen for a long time. And I just know Carla's ability to organize, and she has an ability to um, really connect people together, being a facilitator. She's a Chicago native, um, Boricua de Humboldt Park, and, and, and representing Albany Park really well. You know, I think it was, it was such a relief and, a, and a, a, a big step for the organization to bring her in because she has so many talents and also really caring about how we make a process, especially when we're working with communities, mm -hmm. that again, like we do not believe in parachuting in anywhere. We want to build sustainable relationships. We want to build um, artistic and um, civic uh, pieces that can live on and still have a function and that people can take autonomy over. Mm -hmm. um, well, after us, like we we want to be a part of a Chicago legacy as we've been for fifty years. Mm -hmm. So everything we did in fifty was beautiful and brilliant and spectacular. Fifty plays in all fifty wards in one oh, day. My um, that was fun. That was that was amazing. Um, and then we're always thinking about okay, f f what's up with the next fifty years? So mm -hmm. this fifty one is important to take all that momentum that we 
um, that we created and keep going further. And I think Carla's absolutely fantastic in doing that. She's such a leader and a steward, but mostly like a connector and a, uh, a harvester of relationships. Thank you. Oh, me too. I know, we love each other. <laughs> but, you know, when you think about by, for, and about, and in community, what does that what does that mean? And, and Goya and team have, and including Melissa over the last few years, have really done such an incredible job mm. doing that. So what does next level care look like? And, you know, thinking about Melissa's show, I think that's the tip of the iceberg as well. Yeah, this seems like a perfect marriage, this show and this theater company. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Good Grief. Uh, this is uh, not your first one-person show. Uh, it is not your first deeply personal show either. Talk to me about uh, what made you want to tell this part of your life in play form. So my solo work had always come out of a need um, to have some kind of visibility as an intersectional body. You know, I'm a black Latina, I'm a queer woman. Um, I'm from Humble Park. I was raised with a particular narrative um, that says I can take up space anywhere. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't always mean that I'm successful and that doesn't always mean that there's spaces already made for me. So um, I created Sexomedy out of feminine rebellion and self-acceptance and just being um, okay with my own self and then Sushi Frito was about how I interact with the world as an intersectional person and taking up space and the third one was always going to be about family and it was always about it was going to be about my mother's story because my mom's watching my solo work and she was like well if you could tell any story why don't you tell ours it's fascinating I was like <laughs> it is fascinating it's also traumatic and it's complicated because you know while you are she's the most amazing person um, I really wanted to talk about while she was alive um what happens when you, one, have to parent to your parent, and two, uh, the disparities between black and brown communities and mental wellness mm. resources, because we were fighting and struggling for several years to find her care because she suffered from mental illness. She had uh, an, uh, an abuse problem with alcohol, and she had autoimmune hepatitis, which is an impossible disease to treat. And um, it, it, with anything with autoimmune, it's like lupus. It's like mm -hmm. you just, you, you move in the world with it until it eats you. Um, and having all three was incredibly difficult. Sure. And then she passed before I could get that third solo show just about us so she could see it. And in that passing, I, I struggled with grief. I struggled with finding resources to keep me alive. And I struggled with finding um, therapists that were accessible. I was on a six-month waiting list. I was on Medicaid. I was looking for sliding scale that was affordable. I was looking for POCs. I was looking for so much, and I could not find it. And um, ultimately, I did find some care, and I knew that I needed more than just this. I needed to literally throw everything in the kitchen sink at myself. So in thinking about good grief, which is less now a story of my me and my mother and more of a story of how do we make room in the world and in our culture and in our society for people who are grieving because loss comes in more than just death of people mm -hmm. loss comes in it with trauma and we um if we're ever going to be involved in movement work that's centering our own liberation we can't do that while we're unwell we have to be able to um find the joy and that joy comes through healing and that joy comes to uh, with the ability to be healed so healing, I thought, was really a huge part of this play, and it's something that I learned from Standing Rock. At Standing Rock, you have people at the front lines, at, at the pipeline, mm -hmm. and then you have people at the base camp 
keeping the fire going, keeping the food going, keeping all the care that you need so you can get off that front line, go back, regenerate to go back to the fight. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is really indicative of the of the time we're in and how healing needs to be a part of the entire activism battle, the entire like narrative for justice. So it's re- it's just fitting that mm-hmm. it's here at Free Street. And I, I wrote my narrative for the National Alliance of Latino Arts and Culture Award, um, specifically with Free Street in mind. That voice belongs to Melissa Dupre. Mm-hmm. There's another voice over there. It's it's Carla Rivera. We are talking about Free Street Theater's Good Grief. It is a performance and wellness resource exchange. I want to talk about mm-hmm. that phrase. You talk about how difficult it is to find resources, to find uh, care. Mm-hmm. Even in this Google age, it's yep. terribly difficult. Why is a wellness resource exchange baked in to Good Grief? It's baked in and bone deep, as Carolina Boyle would say, um, because I, I really want audiences, and, and we were very mindful of who was coming to the show. Um, I, I didn't want to just present a trauma and not have anybody there to help facilitate what people were going to feel and what people were going to go through. So first and foremost, it was a way to um, present uh, some care in the room. But most importantly, I wanted to I wanted for people to... Um, be aware that there were multiple disciplines of wellness. You can go to yoga that you find on maybe like a Groupon ad, but what is it to have yoga that's intentionally centering your trauma that's that's made for moving with like body work, energy work, um, we're looking at acupuncturists. We have Reiki practitioners. We have herbalists. We have napropaths. Napropaths are, use uh, acupressure point release in order to uh, heal muscle tissue. And so while we're thinking about trauma and we're thinking about grief, all of those things manifest mm. itself as physical pain in the body. Yeah. And so while we're thinking about mental wellness, we're thinking about everything that's attached to it. So we're, we're trying to create a holistic healing path for people and let them know, hey, this is in Logan Square. Hey, this person actually practices out of their home. You you might not find them. Um, this person is an independent Reiki practitioner. You might not find them mm-hmm. in, in Yelp. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the people that are here. And when I, oh, I'm getting emotional. But w- when I put the call out, it's like, I need my healers, me being a part of the healing community as well. I was so astounded at the at the amount of practitioners who just said yes. We need this. And and Melissa, your platform, we know that you're going to reach people. And we wanted to bridge the gap. And um, if, I, if I felt any way about my career as an artist in Chicago, about my visibility, it, it was the resounding yes from the practitioners that made this show possible. And I thought that was going to be the hardest part. It was like mm. filling the room with five to seven practitioners. Yeah. That was the first piece of the puzzle that was handled without really much effort. And they're all getting paid for their time. And every single person, every audience member who's interested in their care, they get a free session subsidized by either me or the practitioner themselves. We're talking good grief at Free Street Theater. It's open. It's open. It, it opened yeah. last weekend. It opened last weekend. It opened last weekend, uh, December 6th. So it's got oh. this weekend and the following weekend. Dang, you guys. This is exciting. So you're all you're in it. You've hit the ground we're, we're running. We're in it. It's got three stars from the Trib, which is a miracle. I know. <laughs> How can people get involved in the work that Free Street does all year round, whether as an artist mm-hmm. or as uh, you know, a, a builder or a maker or anything like that? Sure. Um, first of all, reach out to us, freestreet.org. Um, we are always looking for 
new voices. We have an in-house program, which is where, um, which is what Melissa's part of. Quinna Barrett is also going to be on deck for the next performance during rewriting the Declaration of Independence. So we have this in-house program, which um, gives our artists a platform that other theater companies or venues may not be able to or um, don't feel that the work is aligned with their vision. So we have our in-house program. Um, you can join our board to help support we our mission. Board members. Please <laughs> come along with for the ride. Um, as a new ED, this is a really important and exciting time for Free Street as we think about laying the foundation for the next 50 years. So having a board that um, understands our ethos, that understands the work that we want to do and really wants to roll up their sleeves and be partners in thought and partners in resources and partners in um, collective energy are absolutely necessary mm. and wanted and needed uh, for the work. Um, uh, you do not have to be a seasoned performer to perform in our shows. So I think that's also incredibly important for Free Street because of the kinds of stories we want to tell. So um, to that end, um, if there is an issue or if there is something that we are exploring that we're talking about that you have a story to tell, um, you don't have to... Um, bring anything but yourself and your story mm -hmm. to the platform. We also have um, our story front, which is in the back of the yards community, which Ooh. we're extremely excited about. Mm -hmm. um, Hood and Moms is coming up. Hood Moms is coming up. Um, our youth ensemble um, is also going to begin recruiting participants. Um, and that, to me, is also a really exciting moment for our work. Uh, because thinking about what is the intersection between theater and community organizing? What is um, a, th a theater space that also serves as a community hub? Um, how do we build it to tailor it to the needs of the community? Because if we were to do this in a completely different neighborhood, the needs and the wants and the goals of that community will certainly be very different. And so we're really excited to explore what that looks like in partnership with the Back of the Yards community. Um, so there are certainly no shortage of opportunities for folks to get involved with Free Street. Uh, please and donate. Donate. And donate. We, we, oh my gosh. Good yes. grief is free or pay what you can. All, all of our shows. All of our shows are free or pay what you can. And free theater is not free to make. We try very hard to make sure that we are giving a livable wage. Um, or at least a very competitive stipend. So all of our money goes to our programming and none of it really goes to us or the organization mm -hmm. um, uh, beyond our, our general operations, right? But we don't, we're not operating with like the most um, up-to-date bells and whistles in our theater. You know, nope. we really, we, we take donations in money form, hugs, uh, <laughs> labor, uh, volunteer work. We take it drywall, drywall, <laughs> used printers. You know, if you know a theater that's, that's coming down and you've got Got all these LED lights, please give us some LED lights. You know, we want sound systems. We take everything because we are really committed to the people, not so much the production yeah. um, and the process over the the outpour. Well, let's get the information out to the people. You can visit freestreet.org or follow them at Free ST Theater on Twitter for all of the information that your little heart could desire, uh, including 
how to contact them and get connected to uh, some great Chicago, some legendary, legendary Chicago historic theater. There's generations history. of Chicagoans that have come through Free mm-hmm. Street, and I am so excited for you all in the next 50 years. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Jill, Thank you. for having us.